Sandra Martel, has debunked claims that private health insurance policies in Ghana are expensive and meant for those in the middle class. With just about 300,000 private health insurance clients since 2010, Managing Director of Consopolitan Health Insurance said her firm has adopted innovative ways of reaching out to the informal sector by, of course, partnering Vodafone to allow prospective clients buy covers as low as five CDs. If, if it's for the rich, we wouldn't have come up with the masses in terms of the telcos. And look at the prices that were even mentioned. So as demystification, the whole product itself has spoken for us. I, I don't think it's for the rich because if in that innovation-wise attempt, um, as, as low as five cities could be deducted. And that was Managing Director of Cosmopolitan Health Insurance, Alexandra Martel. You're still listening to the Joy Business Report. Now, after 15 or 13 years of the city's redomination, the Bank of Ghana issued high city denominations, being the 200 and 100 city notes, plus a two-city coin, which has been in circulation since November last year. Public education since introduction, according to some, has been poor. Recently, issues of counterfeiting of the 100 and 200 city notes came up with social media, especially Facebook floods, flooded with pictures of what is alleged to be a counterfeited 100 Ghana city notes. Well, in today's business journal, my colleague Alberta Bisu has been interacting with some traders on how familiar they are with the new denominations. On the 29th of November last year, Ghana woke up to this big announcement from the Bank of Ghana. The Bank of Ghana has introduced two new high denomination banknotes, a 100 Ghana City banknote and a 200 Ghana City banknote. months after the introduction of the new city denominations, reactions have been very interesting. Hey, do you want to paint? I'm painting. Why are you painting? We are buying one. You have this money. Yes. Hey, collapse. Side some traders literally collapsing. These are some reactions I got as some traders revealed how conversant they are with the new CD denomination. I don't, ha- I don't even have change. I don't have change. 100 cities or 200 cities. Are you going to sell to them or not? I don't have change, though, so they will go. She tells me um, it, it will be very difficult for her to change a hundred city note if I'm buying a mango of 10 Ghana cities. She has also been telling me that she has seen some before, but people who approach her to buy her pepper, if she doesn't get change for them, she makes them go away. Another issue that has been on the minds of many is the use of counterfeiting. This is because social media recently became flooded with pictures showing two different specimens of 100 CD notes. One looks counterfeited. Let's hear what the governor has to say about the alleged trend of counterfeiting. I'm not sure that there are major problems with counterfeiting. I think that one or two sightings of 
the handwriting city note without the watermark. Sometimes the printers do have such errors because of the you know automation of their processes. But from what we have seen, uh, it's not significant. Uh, there's a few notes that have turned out to be defective. This is shocking, right? But if I'm to ask you, what are the key features of the new CD denomination? What will be your reaction? This morning, I don't like it at all. If it is fake, how am I going to know? I don't know that whether it's fake or not. Sometimes they will give it to different people. They will not change because they are afraid whether it's fake. They don't know. It's a new money. They don't know whether it's new, it's, it's fake or what. They don't know. I don't listen to before. Let me know you are mere oil. What is this? This is oil. Or oh, anointing oil. They are the features that will make you identify. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've now seen some. I've seen some. When you say, sick and see. When you want. I can identify the authenticity of the money by the image of the president's staff in the 200 CD note. The inscription of 2020 in the note is also an indication. But it will be very difficult for me to identify a counterfeit currency if I have a lot of customers around me. Interestingly, the Bank of Ghana noted it will ensure a vigorous campaign to educate individuals on their usage. But from these reactions, it is quite clear that aside people literally fainting and traders even threatening to send you away, the appreciation of the CD high denomination among some traders is very low. Alberto BCU reporting for Joy Business. Well, and that's how we end this afternoon's edition of the Joy Business Report, reminding you that we are celebrating 25 years of media excellence. We are also reminding you that your only 24-hour news sh- uh, channel, Joy News, begins free-to-air broadcast from 6 p.m. You don't want to miss out on this one. Well, coming up next is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Do stay. Postman, I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank on my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? EcoBank, bro. With EcoBank Mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid Amazon school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Walwale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the EcoBank Mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, send money across Ghana, abroad, and more. EcoBank Mobile app has got it covered. EcoBank Mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the EcoBank way. EcoBank, the Pan-African bank. Joy, 99.7 FM. May I please have your attention for the following announcements. The Zanenwatel family of Takwa, Deskov, and the royal Inukpanli Ajimia Anglogba Ebusunya of Enyinase family regret to announce the death of their beloved Mrs. Esther Augustina Zanenwatel, a.k.a. Auntie Esther or Grandma. She died aged 101. Funeral arrangements are as follows. There will be no way keeping. The body will be laid in state on Friday, the 14th of February, 2020. 
Burial service takes place on Saturday, the 15th of February, 2020, at Abiden Glory House Chapel, Sinaid, near Nawaz Bakery, Gado Street, Takwa, at 8 a.m. The burial will take place at Inyanase Elembele. Family gathering follows after burial at the Methodist Conference Hall and Park near the Gadiel Aqua Methodist Takwa. Thanksgiving service takes place on Sunday, the 16th of February 2020, at Abiding Glory House Chapel, Sinaid, at 9:30 a.m. Thanks to the Methodist Park near Gadiel Aqua Methodist Cathedral, Takwa, for the final funeral rites. Dress code all white from Friday to Sunday. All friends and sympathizers are invited. The death is announced of architect Edmund Opokutela, a.k.a. lawyer, which sad event occurred on Monday, the 27th of January 2020. The one-week observation will be held from 8 a.m. on Monday, the 10th of February 2020 at his residence at 11 Fifth Street, East Ligon, Ghana Post GPS GA 4517149. Funeral arrangements will be announced later. That's all for the announcements. Thank you very much for your attention. That's all for the announcements. Thank you very much for your attention. In the locker room. Hello, I'm Sarah Mulkerns, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the very best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. The Derby della Madonnina, though miles off what it used to be, sits right at the top of the pile in the approaching sporting weekend. The great city of Milan, will have come to a standstill for this. Wonderful scene, special occasion. Milan winners in just two of the past 16 Serie A meetings for Brozovic. It deflected and deflected in. It's Inter who strike first in the Derby just after half time. Been picked up there by Milan, the Kaku! 2-0 on his derby debut a goal for Romelu Lukaku it's into joy at San Siro they're heading for four wins in a row Antonio Conte's Inter Milan are up against AC Milan in a very much anticipated game in Italy league leaders Juventus will hope the men in blue and black fought along the way we have a special preview and look forward to the action in Spain, Germany and France. In England, players and managers alike are off for the inaugural winter break. In that space, there's been news of a return to the old format of the summer transfer window. The space this weekend, though, will be dominated by the champions. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Tottenham Hotspur 1, Manchester City 0! Does well. Son is free to score. 2-0 Tottenham Hotspur. Manchester City will face Aston Villa while Sheffield take on Bournemouth. We have live commentary at the Sports Arena on Sunday. Also coming up. I'm taking Kimfesa to a good direction. We thank God. We haven't lose in our home four matches 
one point, Alhamdulillah, you sh- you are taking yourself for bad direction, action, bad caution. We lost to Kokotoko. We came into the game with high pressing game, and then we hold on to the ball, seize, seize them very well, and break them down. And then we just body can move to any place as any time. Nobody was standing. They, they were changing positions. Why do you call us to press? To tell us our view of, about the game. Then if I go to say this without mentioning your name, I don't have right to talk. Wait, what did you call a well Trabuna Miss Samanuda. Coaches in the world, they don't talk about the feelings against Rev. The Ghana Premier League verse into match date, and the gang at the top are showing no signs of flinching. Rekum Chelsea, Midiama FC are going so strong and setting the tone for a toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow kind of season. Giants hearts to work face Adriano Stars in the headline fixture of the weekend, while rivals of Santa Cotico face Dreams FC. We have a full preview ahead. Head to our Facebook page, Joy slash 99.7, our WhatsApp line, 0244-340-437, or tweeted us at Joy Sports GH, and reacting to our questions of the day. Messi's shenanigans at Barcelona at the moment will be under a microscope, and in tennis will attempt at raveling what is preventing Serena Williams from winning the record-equaling 24th Grand Slam title. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sport. Hello from me, George Adder Jr., and welcome to Preview Friday. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. This is the sound of Preview Friday and a great good afternoon to you wherever you find yourself. Now remember, you can send us your messages on our number, yeah, 0244-340-437 and we'll do well to read all the messages that are coming in. Good afternoon to you, Barcelona fans. We'll get into a little talk about Lionel Messi and whether he's just getting to the end of the road there. There are loads of issues happening at the moment. Lionel Messi, for sure, we know he's frustrated. We'll talk about that. And so the question for you is, is Messi just frustrated or you feel he's getting to the end of the road at the Camp Nou? Welcome on board. We've got a lot of sports to talk about. We'll start though with football. Now the Women's League is approaching week four. There's a game underway at the moment or very soon. We'll have Halifax ladies up against police ladies and we've got a special preview ahead. Suzanne Ousu Ansa has put together what to expect on March day four. The Ghana Women's Premier League enters match week four with Saudi zone leaders, police ladies hosting third place Halifax ladies at the Magdanla Community Town Park. The Tema Bay's team recorded their first victory on match day three. Strugglers, immigration ladies who backed their first goal of the season will have a date with Hazakes ladies at the Magdan La Community Park on Sunday. Lady Strikers suffered a nine-goal thrashing at the hands of Hazakes ladies to take the account of conceded goals to 11 in three matches, but will be hoping to bounce back in their game against Sea Lions at the Robert Mason Sports Stadium on Sunday. A Jumakum-based soccer intellectuals also will hold Samaria ladies at the Edu Yao Asasan Park on Sunday. In the northern zone, the center of attraction will be at the Ohine Ameyao Park as Ampem Dakuan crash against prison ladies with both teams undefeated in their last three matches. On Saturday, Northern ladies will travel in high spirits after winning 6-0 to Lock Horns with 6th place Fabulous ladies at the West Coast Park. At the Tamale Utrecht Park, 3rd place Peropia ladies and 4th place Kumasi Sports Academy will square off with bottom placed Ashton ladies and Supreme ladies go head to head in a battle for three points at the Pajo Park in Kumasi on Sunday. Susanna Uzwan Sastra preview there to Ghana, of course, Ghana Women's League match day four. We'll be talking about the Ghana Premier League shortly. We'll smash into tennis now and have a little chat. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. 
a Grand Slam final. Victory for Sofia Cannon of the United States. But it's a moment for Cannon, and it is an American dream. Sofia Cannon is going to be a really strong champion. What a player! So let's do the tennis now in the locker room. And yes, days after the Australian Open. But the subject of the 23 Grand Slam champion, Serena Williams, will not go away. Serena Williams' coaching team are considering changing her strategy because she has not won a Grand Slam title since returning to tennis. Well, we know the American 23-time Grand Slam singles champion has lost four major finals since giving birth to her daughter in September 2017. So, just maybe a different angle, a different strategy, and surely different goals so she can make it. That's exactly what was happening when Patrick Boratoglu was speaking earlier this week. It is a very motivating factor, of course. Um, she had everything to retire. 23 Grand Slam titles... Uh, 37 years old when she had her baby and, and became, becoming a mother but she decided to come back she decided to make all the efforts the physical efforts the mental effort also to come back to, to the game with the goal to, uh, to score more Grand Slams and beat the record of all times uh, of Margaret Court how difficult it is it is extremely difficult we've seen it um, she came back by being four times in a final of a Grand Slam but not she hasn't been able to to win that last match so no more Grand Slams titles since uh, she came back it's difficult how many chances she will have difficult to say because I don't know how long is she going to be able to play but being able to reach four Grand Slams finals say also a lot about her level and that she's not that far uh, this Australian Open was very disappointing. We didn't expect at all uh, to be uh, losing so early. I mean, to be losing at all, actually, <laughs> but even even less so early. I think she's um, she's her level is is, is good enough. Uh, but we have to uh, to understand what's going on and why she's not able to win one, uh, because there is a big difference between reaching a final and winning one. And maybe change a few things in the strategy. We have to accept the fact that it's not working since she's back. Uh, and again, maybe come back with a different angle and a different strategy and uh, and different goals, so so she can make it. Because is she still feeling positive? She does feel positive. She feels negative too because it's a failure when she doesn't win a Grand Slam. So, uh, and it's, I mean, we have to face reality. But she's positive that she can make it. Otherwise, she, she probably wouldn't be on a tennis court anymore. She believes that she can make it. And I believe too. And I still believe she can come back to an incredible level of tennis. She's not that far, but we have to change a few things. Patrick Moratoglu, coach of Serena Williams, speaking earlier in the week there with tennis reporter John Watson. So let's do a bit of analysis now and then. Joining me on the line is US tennis player Jill Krabas, ever president in Grand Slams for more than a decade from 2000 to 2011, which included a famous win over Serena Williams in Wimbledon in 2005. Hi, Jill. Hi, how are you? Hello, Jill. Thanks so much for joining us on The Locker Room. Well, Patrick Moratoglu indicated in that earlier clip we have to change some things. So, what does Serena need to change? Well, I mean, as I as I watch her play, and I think, you know, she's still playing an extremely high level, um, just like Patrick said. Um, I think the fact that the, the tour, since she's come back, like the players have gotten better and stronger every year. And I just feel like when they go out now, they feel like they're not 
maybe as intimidated as they used to be um, when they go out on the court and play against her. I feel like some of the things that Serena might have to change is not necessarily so much in her game, but I think the fact that coming to the terms and coming to understand that all these players have gotten better and I and I know she goes out there every time looking to improve and try and get better but I think the fact that maybe needs to buckle down just a little bit more and realize and come to terms with the fact that all these players are just getting stronger and stronger and stronger and maybe it's not going to be as easy as possibly she thought to get that 24th Grand Slam and I think you know she came out and admitted in herself in her press conference that she was making a little bit too many unforced errors, maybe giving away too many free points. And um, maybe that used to get her through some matches in the past. But I think since these players are getting better every year, maybe needs to just cut down on that a little bit Mm -hmm. and just get a little bit stronger in that area. Well, Jill, it's great to hear from Serena's coach and get this level of insight. But how helpful or not is it when the coach goes public with things that may have initially been private discussions between an athlete and the coach? Um, yeah, I think sometimes, sometimes maybe, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think it actually will only help Serena that he came out and publicly voiced that. I think that was one of the things that I felt um, was hindering her a little bit is when she didn't come out and say that, that trying to get to that 24th was was uh, had a lot of pressure because in the beginning she said that didn't she didn't feel pressure at all um, with trying to get to that 24 and then after a couple of years she came out and publicly said herself okay yes maybe I was feeling that pressure and then that's when I felt like she started playing a little bit better and a little bit stronger was when she was able to announce that and just sort of release that and so I feel like Patrick coming out and saying this I don't think is that big of a deal for her I think it's one of those things that will help her because if she can come to that understanding herself that maybe things need to change and sort of realize that um, that it's not going to maybe come as easily as she thought. I mean, she's such a strong and powerful player and just is just um, so strong physically and mentally that I feel like she, there's maybe a part of her that thought, oh, she knew she was going to get it or mm. she's going to get to that point no matter what. But I think the fact that it's it's out there and maybe she can come to terms with the fact like, okay, there's maybe another step where I could get stronger, maybe another part of myself that needs to buckle down and do this or do that whatever those strategies are for that team Mm. i think is only going to help her that it's you know it's out there and it'll help her come to reality a little bit quicker i don't know well if she does not get to 24 or indeed the 25 grand slam titles how much of a missed opportunity will that be not only for serena but for the sport of tennis for her never to have broken margaret court's record I mean, I think I think if she, if she never breaks it, I don't think anyone's going to argue with the fact that she's still one of the best of all time. I mean, that's there's no argument there. And one of the ba- best athletes ever of all time, no matter what sport, I think um, I think everyone would agree with you on that. I think for her, Serena, she's all, she's always going to have that in the back of her mind probably. No, even with all the success she's had, um, it is about titles and history and stuff for a lot of these athletes that ha- that have had so much success. So I think that would always be in her, the back of her mind if she doesn't reach that 24. Um, but as far as everybody else, I mean, she's going to go down as, as the best ever, I think. One of the best ever. Jill Kramers, thank you very much for joining us as always on The Locker Room. Thank you so much. Thank you very much uh, for sticking with us here on Joy 99.7 FM. I, must have to, I really have to go through your messages right now. I have-
have to do that. Hey, remember, 024-430-437. As well, get onto our Facebook page. It's joy slash 99.7. And you can tweet it as a joy sports GH. So, Batuisi Kojo or Kofi Jacob says, it hasn't got, to th- got into this, please. Uh, the team played well last night. It was just one of the days the ball would not just enter the net. Besides, Summer Mess is one of the very difficult venues for every club to play, including Barcelona. So this is not about Messi, please. Not exactly about last night's game. We're looking at what's been happening in the last, um, let's say, two weeks or more. I'm surprised you guys are falling for these banks. This is usually the style of getting a bumper contract. Later, you know, Guillaume Balaguer, the Spanish football expert, we're explaining Lionel Messi has a special clause in uh, his contract that could even see him leave the season uh, or leave at the end of the season for free. Well, Eboako says Messi is diminishing. Ronaldinho equally diminished with time. He needs to rediscover himself. Ras Freeman says, what are you guys saying? Maxwell Langbo says, uh, from flying... I mean, or what? Yeah, from the frying pan he meant to fire. Valverde is better. Nicolas Bentel says things are not going as planned. That's all. Uh, we got this message from Kalu Graphics GH. And he says that where is this going? Julius Seddy Jr. says he's frustrated. He wants to leave the club. More of your messages here on the show, but you're still on the locker room. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. to a good direction. We thank God. We hadn't lose in our home four matches, one points. Alhamdulillah. You sh- you are taking yourself for bad direction, action, bad caution. We lost the protocol. We came into the game with high pressing game, and then we hold on to the ball, seize, seize them very well, and break them down. And then we just body can move to any place as any Nobody was standing. They, they were changing positions. Why do you call us to press? To tell us our view of, about the game. Then if I go to say this without mentioning your name, I don't have right to talk. Wait, what would Coaches in the world, they don't talk about the feeling that game. Let's do the Ghana Premier League now in the locker room and match the it is upon us with so much at stake. Breakroom Chelsea and Media Messi are showing no signs of slowing down at the moment. Hearts to welcome the rivals, Kumasi Asante Kotoko are keen on maintaining their respective forms at least. Special ties abound then with Dreams FC playing Asante Kotoko. Hearts to facing Adriana Stars in the blockbuster. Let's get footnotes ahead of a great weekend in prospect. And my colleague Benedict Owusu is here as usual. Thank you very much, Benedict, for your time. We'll talk the games to come shortly, but shall we start with the overriding theme? match day eight surely most coaches have complained about officiating already is there a cause to worry as a neutral at the moment i know this sounds controversial george but i think it's normal you know in every season everywhere um, if coaches if players if supporters are not complaining about officiating then there is no league it's up to the exciting but of course i mean we have to be real if things are not going well we, are, we have to say it and uh, it's not just about the coaches i mean we've, we've all been witnesses to certain decisions of some of the referees and i tell you uh, some are very woeful and they, they definitely uh, could do better in, in that uh, aspect
it. And I think that uh, the review uh, committee, that's uh, the refuge review committee, have been doing some uh, fantastic work on this. And I know uh, they will correct some of the referees uh, in terms of their decisions and all. I mean, we don't need this. We need fair officiating. We need good officiating. If you're all, uh, you know, ensuring that you get a super fantastic league, which so far is going quite well, then I think that officiating is one key thing and the referees must be up and doing and ensure uh, that uh, they give up their best uh, to also make, make the league very exciting and the one that will encourage people to always go to the stadiums to patronise the games. Well, Ben, I'm sure everyone will be hoping to improve from the coaches, players and the referees, of course. But Yaya Mohamed of Adriana Stars needs no introduction because of his exploits in the Ghana Premier League. But of course, he's been absolutely exceptional with eight goals in eight games and threatening to be the thorn in the flesh for the Phobians. What an amazing form Yaya Mohamed is in. I mean, uh, scoring some delightful, great goals uh, this season in the Ghana Premier League. And uh, for me, it didn't come to me as a surprise that he, he actually won the NASCO Player of the Month, scoring eight impressive goals. Uh, week in, week out, dishing some good performances for the side. He, he's been one player that everybody is talking about in the Premier League. And for me, I think that uh, going forward, if there, there's going to be a call-up, to the Black Stars in terms of local players is one guy that Kusiki Akono must surely uh, take a look at. For Accra Hearts of Folk, uh, they, w- they would have to, you know, really go in hard on Yaya Mohamed. Uh, Mohamed Alassan and uh, Sowa have a very difficult job in their match day night game against the Indiana Stars because Yaya's uh, form is, is one that will frighten any uh, defender any uh, back four of a club uh, will be worried when you are coming to face Yaya Mohamed because he is not he, he he keeps scoring and he keeps giving up some great performances so I think that it's going to be difficult for Akra folk to deal with him uh, I, I I will bet my money on Yaya Mohamed to get a goal in that game against Akra Hartfield he's been impressive so far this season and I really like the way he's going about with things very quiet very calm He's just doing the talking on the pitch. Benedict Brickham Chelsea away to Almeida Sharks. Meet Yammer as he played Karela United. Which of the top sides have a relatively easier task? And do you expect a big change on the table then? I think Brickham Chelsea going to Almeida uh, is quite good for them. Uh, they, are, they are back to winning ways uh, in midweek uh, after uh, losing their game to Bechim United. That was last Sunday by two goals to one. Uh, for me, uh, they, they go to Elmina Sharks. Yeah, Sharks themselves also not uh, a bad side. But I think that Chelsea with their current form and everything that they are doing uh, can go out there and get a good result. For me, they are Macarela United. Carela comes into this game having won uh, their last game at home to Legon Cities and Mediama, of course, uh, playing uh, at their favourite park, Akon Park, as well as Carela also playing at the same venue. So, this is uh, some sort of a local derby uh, at uh, which will be played in Takwa uh, this weekend and will be very interesting. But of course, uh, I definitely will go for a medium win. Karela United this season have not been the team that we were uh, used to some two seasons ago. Uh, they are struggling. And we, we all know, we, you don't need to be told. I mean, things are quite difficult for the side. Uh, financially, it's not going well. Uh, in terms of motivation, things are not that good. And uh, Sadepa is trying his best and doing everything. Eloy Amandi, the new CEO, they are all trying their best to uh, help the club. But it looks like things are very difficult. And Media Mercy, with their current form, Samuel Bodu and the boys on some amazing form, it will be difficult for Kyla to get something out of that game. So I definitely will go for a Media win. Ben, Wafa is a case study too. They have been great on the road, which is rare, keeping in mind what has gone on before for them, but have had a wobbly home form. What is wrong? I think Wafa's form or home form has got to do with the perception 
and what we all want and what we are used to decide. You know, previous seasons, they, they were the team that were giving some huge score lines to teams like Asante Kotokwa, Kratifu, Ashanti Gold. And with the smaller clubs or relatively smaller clubs, you don't go to Wafa and get a result. But after Liberty Professionals going there uh, to get a 2-1 win over them, Accra Hearts for going there to get a draw, Asante Kotoko also going there to get a draw, now it's, it's making us think that, hey, what's, what's happening to them? I, I think yeah, it's normal. It's normal for every club to go through what Wafa are going through. But it's just based on the perception and, and, and what we've been used to them uh, at the Sogako Pay Park. There is no problem. Uh, Prosperity, their coach uh, mentioned clearly when he was asked the question if they are having difficulties uh, playing at the Sugakope Park. He said, no, there is nothing wrong with the club. Uh, what, what they are doing is they are doing everything possible to ensure uh, they start winning there again. It's basically got to do with the perception and the view uh, that we have about the club when it comes to playing at the Sugakope Park. I think that they will come clean. Uh, they, they have so, some youngsters that are very good. As always, they produce uh, great talent. Uh, for the league, I think that they will definitely will come clean. They, they just have to be clinical in front of goal. That's the only aspect lacking in their game. The ball possession, uh, the, the wonderful display is still there. The, the, the getting in the final third and putting a ball in the net is a problem. I think that uh, they can come clean uh, if they work on that. Finally, Benedict Kumasi Asante got to go away to Dreams FC after securing that point at Sogakopo against Wafa and the Great Olympics are looking for three points against 11 Wonders. Which stories would you be following? Asante Kotoko, our way to Dreams will be very interesting. They would want to replicate what Akra Hartsfolk did uh, last Sunday by beating Dreams FC there. I don't know how Dreams are going to approach this game, but of course, it will be very difficult uh, for uh, Dreams FC with their coach, uh, that's uh, uh, Karim Zito, on the spotlight after his comments about a referee which uh, made a football association charge him. And uh, if he accepts uh, that charge, he will uh, be banned for a game and pay a fine of 5,000 Ghana cities. That will also uh, come into play. It will be interesting uh, to hear you know, his comments after the game. Uh, as Ante Kotoko uh, also drawing their last uh, two games, they uh, would want to bounce back to winning ways. But I think that playing at the Theatre of Dreams will be very, very difficult. A place that they always go and struggle. Dreams FC uh, wouldn't want to you know, uh, drop points as they did for the crowd had to focus and would want to get something out of this game. So I feel it will be, very, it will be a difficult game. It will be a great game, a spectacle to see at the Dewu uh, Park. That's the Theatre of Dreams. And uh, for me, a draw will, will be for Asante Kotoko, but uh, Dreams FC, they can't get a win. They always say it will be a draw. And for Accra Great Olympics, yes, what, what, what a form they are in now. Even with their troubles, uh, having two coaches resign in their last seven games, they are still getting good results. They went uh, to Kumasi to beat Accra, uh, to beat Kim Faisal by four goals to three. I think that will be a cushion for them uh, going into their game against 11 Wonders. Uh, they can really get something out of that game. It will be interesting uh, to see how Emmanuel Clotte will keep up the goal scoring form after what he did in Kumasi in midweek. Great games, George, uh, is coming up uh, this weekend. And I, I definitely know that uh, we will get some amazing performances as well as a great result uh, from, from the clubs. It, it's been interesting so far and 
what, what I will be looking out for this weekend will be the performance of the referees, how uh, the coaches will react after what's being charged by charge from the Football Association. That's very important uh, to know, and I will definitely will be looking out for that. I will not do all much on the games, but rather I will be looking at the post-match conferences and what the referees will say after the games. Thank you very much, Benedict, for your time on the show. So March Day 9 and it's goodies all here on Joy 99.7 FM. You need to check out the updates. Yes, on Sunday on the Joy Sports Arena. We'll be coming away with live commentary on the game involving Manchester City and Aston Villa. But we'll be giving you updates on what's happening in March Day 9 of the Ghana Premier League with all those good games to come. Uh, we can still get your messages on our WhatsApp line. Uh, quite a number of you have sent your messages on uh, Facebook page. That's good. Uh, the Barcelona fans are out. We're going to have a big messy discussion here in the studio. 0244-340-437. And then you can get onto Facebook. It's uh, joy slash 99.7. Uh, now it's time to get into the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. And as usual, I had a great chat there with the BBC's John Bennett. Thanks, John, for a time this weekend. And there's no better place to begin than the tweak in the summer transfer window format for England. So, basically, Premier League clubs voted to change the summer transfer window to bring it in line with the rest of Europe. Was this always meant to happen? Yeah, I think it was always going to happen. It did seem a bit ridiculous that um, Premier League clubs had to stop signing players while the, the clubs in Italy, in Spain, in Germany and France could continue to sign the players. It didn't lead to the situation that I think many people were worried about where some players in the Premier League were poached by the, the overseas clubs and then they didn't have a chance to sign a replacement. But, but it just did feel a bit strange and I'm sure, especially with the European Championships taking place this year, this will give clubs much needed time to sign more players. I am disappointed in a way though because I like the fact that the transfer deadline was before the start of the season. We could get all that out of the way, all the transfer gossip, all the transfer speculation, and we could concentrate on the football. I get the impression that some people enjoy the transfer gossip more than the actual games, which I can never get my head around, to be honest, because, you know, I fell in love with football as a kid because of the actual game, not the stuff around it. But but then again, it, it is good in a way that all the clubs in the big leagues in Europe can now sign players up to September the 1st. Uh, that does make a lot of sense. John, let's talk the inaugural winter break then that has stirred up a bit of controversy, especially for Liverpool fans. Well, how refreshing is this for the players ahead of the Champions League? And do you expect some level of impact on where the English Premier League sides finish? Yeah, I think it's good that we finally had the winter break. It's something that's been talked about for a long, long time. It's not the, the best timing. It's not done in the best way. You've got half the teams... Off this week, uh, off this weekend, you got half the teams off next weekend. In fact, it's it's less than half the teams playing this weekend. You've only got four games, but it, but it does give the players a much needed break. There are there are a couple of problems with it. I think it's too close to the international break when a lot of players will get a rest anyway. And also, I think it should be 
in January, right after that that really tough Christmas period. But it's very difficult to fit these breaks in during a very uh, tight schedule in the in the Premier League. English football it is manic at the best of times, isn't it? So it's very difficult to get a break. I, I think it will help the players certainly to have a, a, a better final stretch of the season. We've seen lots of photos, haven't we, of the players on their holidays. The Aston Villa players particularly have been very uh, vocal on, on social media. And I'm sure, for example, for them, coming back to an EFL Cup final, coming back to a relegation battle, they will feel refreshed and they will feel that they're in a lot better position to play well in the second half of the season. And it could benefit the England national team as well with a lot of the England players getting a rest mid-season ahead of the Euros. So, so we'll see. I think it's good it's been introduced but possibly it could be introduced in a better way. Champions Manchester City next, John, and manager Pep Guardiola has been under the spotlight after the 2-0 loss to Jose Mourinho. The Premier League is gone for sure, but many fans are suggesting he must save his season with a Champions League title. Isn't this too much pressure? There's always pressure on Pep Guardiola to win the Champions League. There was pressure at Barcelona and he delivered, winning it twice. There was pressure at Bayern Munich. He delivered the league titles, but never the Champions League. And he hasn't won it with Manchester City. And there is always that talk that he hasn't won the Champions League without Lionel Messi. Can he really do it? He's, he's got to the latter stages and, and he's been found wanting um, with Bayern and with Manchester City. And there is pressure this season because they're totally out of the title race. So if they end up with a season of winning the FA Cup and the EFL Cup, it will be seen as a failure if they don't win the Champions League as well. They're completely out of the title race. There have been problems, there have been question marks. Why didn't he sign a replacement for Vincent Company? It left a lot of responsibility on Emmerich Laporte. Some of the players don't seem as good as last season. Raheem Sterling, his form has fallen off a cliff when it comes to goal scoring. So it needs a refresh in the summer. Whatever happens, I think Pep Guardiola needs to refresh this squad. Two or three out, two or three in, just to get this team back on track. John Chief Executive Richard Masters has indicated the Premier League must try and make the video assistant referees better. We know more than two-thirds of the Premier League fans believe VAR has made the game less enjoyable. After 26 games, what's your assessment? Well, I think that there does need to be changes. Some changes just in the Premier League, some changes, I think, more widely. I think in the Premier League, they have to start using the on-pitch screen a little more. We've seen that a couple of times now when it comes to red cards, but I think that the referee on the pitch needs to be in charge. Jose Mourinho, he calls the VAR VR because he says it's not video assistant referee, it's video referee. They've got too much power. I think I agree with him that the referee on the pitch should have the power. And more widely, I think the offside rule needs to be adapted to, to VAR. It's ridiculous that sometimes we're seeing goals ruled out because an armpit is offside. That, that really needs to change. And I think the communication in the grounds need to change, needs to change as well. That's got better in the last few weeks. I've been to Premier League games in the last few weeks and it's much better, the, the communication now, than it was at the start of the season. It was always going to take a bit of time to get used to it in England. I still think it is having an impact on the atmosphere. But it's good to know that Richard Masters and the, the, the heads of the referees are getting together to try and improve the system. So, John, let's end with games to come. Should we expect Manchester City to bounce back from the loss against Spurs when they play against Aston Villa? And what should we expect from Sheffield versus Bournemouth? 
Yes, sadly, only four games, but uh, enough to keep us interested. West Ham surely have no chance against the rampant Manchester City. They're in the middle of an awful run of games, West Ham. Liverpool then against Brighton, which they should have won. They were 3-1 up, finished 3-3. They've got Manchester City, and then they've got Liverpool again uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks. So it, it's such a difficult run of games for West Ham. I can't see them getting anything out of the game at Manchester City. Bournemouth have had a revival, haven't they, under Eddie Howe? That big win against Aston Villa last weekend. But playing Sheffield United is a very tough prospect. United are going for the European places. They've been one of the stories of the season. Everton are at home to Crystal Palace. Palace are just worried a little bit now. They're on 30 points, looking over their shoulders. They could do with something from this game. But Everton are looking very strong under Carlo Ancelotti. And then you've got perhaps the biggest game of the weekend for me, Brighton against Watford, two teams in relegation danger. Watford had a bounce under Nigel Pearson, but they haven't won in the last three games. And Brighton, after that comeback against West Ham, will hopefully take some confidence into this game. That, for me, is, is the biggest fixture of the weekend. So, yes, we keep our taps on what will happen in the English Premier League this weekend. How about what happens elsewhere? The Derby de la Madonina is one big one. Inter Milan up against AC Milan, surely the biggest. But Joyce Boss Moses has the details. La Liga leaders Real Madrid after their shocking 4-3 loss to Real Sociedad in the Copa del Rey last night will seek to bounce back on Sunday in a clash away with Osasuna. Zidane's side are three points above arch-rivals Barcelona who were also eliminated from the Copa del Rey by Bilbao. Barca take on Real Betis away on Sunday. And Atletico Madrid will look to end a run of five games without a win in all competitions when they host Granada. Title chasing Inter Milan take on local rivals AC Milan in the Derby de la Madonina, looking to keep the pressure on league leaders Juventus. And the 35-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo will be bidding to score for a 10 successive match in Serie A when Juve took on Hellas Verona, seeking to strengthen their hold of first place in the Serie A table. Napoli host Lecce. Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig face off on Sunday evening in the standout clash of the Bundesliga weekend. Both sides are separated only by a point in the standings and a victory for either team could be pivotal in their hunt for the Bundesliga title. So with top two facing one another this weekend, third place Borussia Dortmund have the opportunity to steal a match on their title rivals when they face Bayer Leverkusen. First and sixth will cross source in the French League are this weekend when Paris Saint-Germain hosts Olympic Lyon and in the English Premier League, Manchester City hosts West Ham United. Moses Yabois with a wrap and what to look forward to this weekend. Now, time to get into the little messy talk because we know Barcelona's hopes of reaching a 7 successive Copa del Rey final ended at the quarterfinal stage with defeat by Athletic Bilbao. Now, matches on the pitch, though, have been overshadowed by the speculation about the future of the star man, Lionel Messi, after Barcelona decided not to sack the sporting director Eric Abidal for comments he made, suggesting player power got ex-coach Valverde out. Now, there's no player like Messi. His reaction at least illustrates his felt a lot. The finger pointing at him and was not prepared to let it go. He asked for names after Abidal's burst. Maybe some were not happy. Some were probably working. But do not look at me. I'm sure that's what Messi is saying. And do not hide behind me either. Messi is there. Oh, dangerous, dangerous. Messi shoots and scores from an angle underneath Courtois again. 
in the last, let's say, five, six years, people from Barcelona, they realize Leo Messi is not only the best player in the world, but also the director, the manager, the coach, everything in Football Club Barcelona. You got the power. Messi takes over. Messi shot. It is a magnificent goal. It's gone from one end of the field. Scintillating stuff. The thing is, if now Erika Vidal is fired, maybe everyone is going to think, okay, Leo Messi has done it again. Leo Messi has decided Erika Vidal to get out of football to Barcelona. Messi takes it down on his thigh, shoots and scores. Wonderful, wonderful from Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi has the change by the end of the season to decide whether he wants to go on or not. People in Barcelona think Leo Messi is the manager, is the boss, is the president of football to Barcelona. They're on their feet. They love Messi. He's scored. You got the power. Messi's got the power. Messi to stay. A message to leave. Joining me in studio for some analysis, Fifi Forsen. We'll hear from him shortly. But we have to now hear, though, then from Spanish football expert Guillermo Gallagher. Now, he's been here, Gallagher. He's been talking about uh, this Messi issue, but he starts with a very special clause in Messi's contract that may well see him leave the club at the end of the season. Well, basically, he's done so much to the club that the, the club has rewarded him with the possibility of leaving if he wants to at the end of the season. He's got to tell the club about three months before the season ends that that's what he wants to do to be honest obviously the expectation is that he doesn't do that at all but uh, it puts everybody on the toes what really means uh, from the club is that they have to provide a competitive side so Messi is happy and a, compet- a competitive as well as happy environment in which he can uh, exploit his, his talent so that's where we stand but of course when there is a little bit of turmoil and a little bit of confusion the fear is that he may actually say I had enough I don't think it's that like Messi wants them done so you know because he wants a player or, or wants a style or wants a manager it's just that he wants a team to compete uh, and that means as he says in, uh, in, in, in his response to, uh, to Abidal's words in which Abidal was criticizing uh, some players uh, for not working hard enough on the Valverde he was trying to say first of all do not point uh, the blame the finger of blame to me uh, because that's what tends to happen when people say oh the the, play, the players are not working hard you know people straight away think oh what's going on with Messi so he was trying to say one thing that thing first and secondly he was trying to say the club has to take responsibility for your actions and do not just blame the players for things going wrong you took a decision a decision that by the way Messi did not want he wanted Valverde to stay and if he was in charge of everything as some people suggest why is not Neymar at the club he wanted Neymar back why did Neymar leave first because wanted him to stay why is Griezmann in because originally it wasn't a decision that the players were happy with and why Valverde has gone as I said because he didn't want Valverde to go so it's much more complex than that but certainly as you suggest it puts everybody in a little bit of tension but a meeting the day after those uh, that exchange between the uh, the what, phone calls first from the president to Messi and Avidal but also meetings that have taken place mean that uh, Avidal continues in charge and uh, Messi will do his thing on the pitch. Yeah, but he's backed by the president. He actually was forced to do two interviews where the quotes come from. Messi is that- just to kind of justify the work that has been doing behind the scenes, uh, why they didn't get a number nine when they tried to get Tino Verna or Abema Yang or Rodrigo, uh, and they didn't get any, and Luis Suarez is still three months and a half before he comes back, and then they got rid of another striker, Carlos Pérez, etc. So decisions that were strange, plus the decision of getting rid of Valverde, first time since 2003 in which Barcelona had got rid of a manager midway through the season. So he was trying to explain all that. 
and he's done it with the backing of the president. So there's no immediate decision on that front, but I know, and we all know how the president works. Uh, if it gets the heat gets too close to him, somebody will fall, and the one with the, all the cards seems to be Avidal, not yet. Messi is there, oh, Di Maria, dangerous, dangerous, Messi shoots and scores! Okay, so let's do the talk in the studio. Fifi Forsen is here. Fifi, how are you doing this afternoon? Fantastic, George. Good to have you here. Yeah. Uh, you have been going through the Barcelona issues. In <laughs> fact, the whole of the night, he was alongside Rick Wampov, who couldn't join us in the studio. It's all fine. So tell me, Efsen, how much has management aired in recent times then to get Messi this act? I think the Barcelona board, since they took over Joseph Maria Bartomeu, all they have thought about is to bring more money to the club. All they think about is revenue, and I think they've achieved that last season. They are right now on, they are right now the richest club in the world ahead of Real Madrid for the first time. Yeah. For the first time in in the club's history. So, going for you see the kind of decisions they've taken have always been influenced by what they are going to gain in return. And look at. The, even at the start of the season, Barcelona deciding to go to Japan for pre-season, yeah. and it, it had it, it it had an effect on the players. And Barcelona had a had a poor start, yeah. losing their first game and so on and so forth. And also, you look at in general the decision they took to sack Valverde. If Valverde, if they wanted to sack Valverde, why didn't they do it at the end of last season? Because mm. Sacking the manager in January. In January is the business and that's the business end of the season. You have only at least, you have like three weeks to the start of the Champions League that's proper. Right. That's right. That's the round of sixteen. And you, you decide to sack a manager who was on top of the league table. That's a wrong decision. And also you look at two seasons ago and a decision to forfeit an unbeaten run just for a friendly match in South Africa. Hmm. Remember that yeah, match yeah. against Mamelodi Sundown. So the board has taken decisions always thinking about money and it's affecting the players on the field. And you talk about being affecting the players on the field is the kind of signings they've, they've made. Hmm. We all knew Suarez was Suarez's aging. 30, he's 30 plus. And you knew Suarez is just a, is an, is a striker, is a direct striker. And you need someone of Suarez kind to replace him. And you go and bring Antoine Griezmann. Antoine Griezmann doesn't stay in the box he's always outside the box he's not a direct replacement for Suarez the kind of signings they've made have, have also affected the team on the field so you see Messi Messi naturally doesn't he's, he's just frustrated at the moment he's just frustrated as Balagi said yeah. Balagi said he didn't want Griezmann they brought in Griezmann yeah. he didn't want Valverde out and they, they sacked Valverde okay. he wanted Neymar the board failed to give him Neymar yeah. so ne- Messi is frustrated and anytime you see Messi frustrated it's in Argentina. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're actually getting on to the next question then. So we're seeing Messi frustrated. Like the Argentina Messi is is, is reinventing himself there in Barcelona. Yeah. What follows? Because when we see frustration from Messi, resignations and the like. When you see frustration from Messi, you realize that the team is going to suffer. Because I remember in 2016, he openly criticized the Argentina Football Association. He said that he said the FA was a mess. Mm. That was, I think, four days to the, to the Copa the Copa America final yep. against Chile and the team ended up losing, losing yeah. so you, you see if Messi he really does that and he, even in the Instagram post he said he doesn't like to do certain things but Abidal should have known better as Jordi Alba said after last night defeat you've been with the players before you know how things work at the club and players if you if you're going to say something like that you have to mention names or if you're not going to mention names you have to just shut up I think he had Abidal was totally wrong and their players expected him to know better because he's, as a former player, he, sh- he should know how things work in the dressing room. And they all were behind Valverde. No player didn't give his best for Ernesto Valverde. 
Right, let's stick with that then. Question, big question is, can Barcelona turn this around and ensure they don't lose Messi? <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has a clause to leave when he likes. But I think Messi, me, Messi will not leave Barcelona because because of an, another European team. Maybe because he's just tired of the club, he wants to leave. And if Messi has always said that if he's going to leave Barcelona, then he's going back to Argentina. But I'm not sure he's ready to play in Argentina now. He's, he, he still thinks he has some, let's say, some three, four years football in him to play at a competitive level so you would like to stay in Barcelona yeah oh good stuff good stuff actually thank you to you um you know uh FIFA is there anything, anything you want to add anyway uh, you're not you're not winning a trophy this season right are you I'm not sure Barcelona <laughs> 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 thank you very much Vivi Fossey joining me you did a bit on Barcelona